And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black Black Hipster. Where we talk about Black pop culture. Gay pop culture. Black gay pop culture. And sometimes other shit. Other shit. How are you, dear? (laughs) You stop and see what I said. It's always a delay. It's always a delay. It's all good, honey. Yeah, I'm sorry about... I, you know, I have my two phone situation and I use one that I can um, get onto the mobile pod bean and I didn't realize that my phone was still in airplane mode. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, why is this acting crazy? And I'm like, but it was fine because I'm on the Wi-Fi in my house. Uh-huh. I'm like, why does it look like this? It's on airplane mode. I'm like, duh. Oh. Girl, that is totally okay. We listen. I say anything, anything can happen during the pandemic, and you should excuse anybody for anything during the pandemic. <laughs> Definitely anything that they are doing virtually. Yeah, um, yeah. They showed a clip on um, uh, John Oliver on uh, uh-huh. was it HBO? Oh yeah, last week tonight I think. Yes, the, I was like, we watch this every week, and we just call it John Oliver. Um, yes, last week tonight with John Oliver, and they showed this whole thing of like when, when COVID first happened and um, people's whole like the newscasters and their whole setup and uh-huh. this lady's cat just walked across her laptop <laughs> while she was reporting something, and it was just like. Your cat is so disrespectful. This other guy's big ass dog like jumped on his lap. Uh-huh. So they I, I think it was a, a weather guy and so he knocked the map like off the computer, like you couldn't see the map disappear, but then the dog just wouldn't move. Oh so the my gosh. Kind of just like talk while his dog was just on his lap. <laughs> like his face was like the dog's face was like a half an inch away from his face. I was like, no, <laughs> y'all, get your animals together. Like, exactly. y'all to train them because this is not cute. No, not at all. And I guess I didn't think of it because some people I know their dogs like can't be away from, like if you're in the same house or same space with them and you put them in another room, they're going to whine. They're going to kick the door. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I wonder what those people do. And it's like, if crating them is not an option. So yeah, they're the dogs aren't used to being in the same space with them and not being able to be around them you know i've seen that we've been on calls with people and their animals sometimes will jump in the frame and you know it, it it's work so it's not it's just like oh whatever your dog's in the frame or cats do whatever they want to do dogs do too but yeah. uh <laughs> train, yeah, train no pets. yeah yeah i guess they have to retrain them but i'm like if you have an old dog or uh, cats are harder to how do you train them to oh, like you can't not train do, a, cat. a cat gonna do what the hell a cat want to do yes yeah i'm like it's insane it's insane <laughs> <laughs> i guess you know what was the first the very first one with the um i'm trying to remember who it was it was like someone in in the uk i think given um a newscast and and the, remember like the the kids came in the room and then the, the oh yes mm-hmm. i was like it wasn't like, the that. nanny it was his wife remember it was his what wife was the, oh yeah it we was the wife because he was like was that the nanny it was the wife who came in yeah but it was like you know now that that almost just seems like that was light shit mm-hmm. compared to all of the like virtual craziness that has happened since then i know now he's like see <laughs> Nobody understood the complexities of trying to do a newscast from home. Yeah. Now they <laughs> Although, all know what. I will say, like, 
Well, if you're reporting on like war or something, you do kind of need to make sure that that door is locked. I agree. You really can't have like a two year old just kind of like boop, 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 coming in the room with their like door to explorer plane in the background when you're talking about something really serious. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, this is awkward. Yeah, that that is yeah. definitely true. That is it definitely feels true. really inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, something serious. <laughs> Keep those kids locked up. But I wonder, I wonder, yeah, I'm pretty sure some people have adjusted. They, I think they had that guy from CNN come back on because he's a regular journalist or a reporter and mm-hmm. they had him come back on and the kids are older. So they were asking about the kids and one of the kids were actually on there again while he was talking. They, and they were just like, oh, how's he doing since he's made his television <laughs> debut or something. But one of the children did come back. I do remember seeing that. Hey, hey, what are we going to do? Camera, hey, maybe that kid wants to be an on-air reporter. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Who knows nowadays? But, uh... Well, speaking of not having your kid come to frame when you're talking about something serious, I'm switching gears real quick today. Mm -hmm. We got to get into this Sharon Osbourne. I mean, Karen Osbourne. Karen Osbourne. ism of the day because the Meghan Markle interview at this point is old news, right? Yes. But obviously everyone was talking about it. Um, I don't feel like Meghan said anything shocking. Me either. Maybe people were just shocked that she said it, you know, that she was finally speaking on it. Uh huh. Because people seemed so surprised. Even Oprah, like Oprah, was like, "But Lord, about them <laughs> saying, you know, this whole idea of like, oh, what color is the baby gonna come out? Yeah, how know. dark is your son? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah." But I was like, um, yeah, I would have expected that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, but I kind of expected that those conversations were had. Yeah, like it... regardless of whether or not they're right or wrong, I mm-hmm. very much expected that those conversations were had. Um, but exactly. this whole thing has evolved into something else. <laughs> something else, and yeah, and and I will. I listen. I know we weren't going to talk about it, but I want to just touch on the Meghan Markle thing a bit. I think you know it was something. And this goes into Piers Morgan and what he was, and you know, then the Sharon Osbourne. But mm-hmm. I think what people they were focusing on that, and everyone kept saying, you know, the the royal family. I've had interactions with them and, and I haven't seen them to be racist and, and just, and you know, I isn't it normal? Can't. Yeah, isn't it? And it was like, that's your interaction, number one. And then isn't it normal? You know, sometimes families, they have conversation about, you know, what skin color, what complexion you think the baby would be. And then I was like, okay, first of all, two things. Number one, even if they, even if family does that and they were like, oh, I wonder if he's going to be dark like the mother or light like the father or whatever. They question that. There is a difference in how she said it. What she said was how dark the baby's skin tone was going to be, which is, which means that, oh, that's very different from, oh, what complexion you think your baby's going to be? Or you think he'll be light like you or dark like your daddy or whatever. It's very different how she said that and the wording was definitely a different type of, it was, it was a different it's type of conversation. when you're talking about a black family talking about the, the baby's skin tone when you talk yes. and you're talking about white extended relatives talking about what this black child is gonna look like. But y'all know the complexities of that. I know, yeah. But I to, for me, I also think it's the wording and how she said they weren't saying like, oh well, do you think he's gonna be you know, they weren't sitting there like in my if, Josh's family or whoever's family, just like, oh, with this baby, do you, you guys are having a baby together. You know, if we could do that, is the baby gonna be dark like you? Is gonna be like like Josh? 
I wouldn't, depending on how it was said, I wouldn't think that was wrong. But if I heard someone whispering about, oh, you think the baby's going to be dark like him? Uh, how dark do you think the baby's? To me, that's a different, how she said it was very different from just a simple question of how the complexion was going to be. I don't know. It was just very, how she said it, it was very loaded. And then also people, all these other witnesses and people who've been around the royal family. I'm like, listen, that is very different from you being a part of their family. That is very different from you being the help or you being a person from the choir or you being someone who worked with them all these years. It's like they always treat you And you well. being the first black yeah. person in their family. I'm like, that is, what are you talking about? That is not the same relationship. And it just, and even if it was, even if it was, it's just like, this is her story. This is her truth. This is what she's saying. But also let's be real. When people, when it becomes, family when you're marrying into a family or you are in some way more when you become quote-unquote family, it is a very different dynamic so mm -hmm. all the so my thing is no speak to the if there's another colored person <laughs> in their family speak to them don't be speaking to the, the help of someone who's a friend of the family who's known them for 30 years that's a completely different thing you are a friend of the family they don't they not worried about you procreating with their grandson or their brother or their son it's a completely different look and that's what annoyed me about that, like people were trying to discredit her because of what other people, witnesses were coming forward. And that's exactly the stupid shit that pisses me off because um, who was, I'm trying to remember who was saying this about um, if, if it was a matter of a woman saying that she had been um, sexually assaulted or something, mm -hmm. um, you know, they, like we wouldn't be questioning it. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was Cheryl Underwood talking about it on a talk or, or Elaine. Um, you know what I mean? And just the fact that, like, then when we start talking about race, yes. why does it always have to be a question of whether a question. we believe this person? Exactly. And exactly. Like, what? Because you would be considered vile mm -hmm. if a woman said, I was sexually assaulted, and you were like, well, I know plenty of other women who have been around him, and they said they've never said that he touched them inappropriately. Yeah. They haven't seen this kind of behavior from him. And, mm -hmm. and immediately, we'd be like, you're an asshole. You're a piece of shit. You're vile. Mm -hmm. Believe women. And so, yeah, I'm like, it is very much the same. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> but again, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> ever seen, you know, I don't care if you've spent 360 days mm -hmm. out of the year with this person, damn near attached to him. And I told you on day 363, they said this and they, they did this. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, I spent 360 days a year with this person. I've never seen that from them. Guess yeah. what? The five days you weren't with them, Means five days you didn't monitor their behavior. I don't give a shit. Exactly. What you not see from them. I'm telling you what I did, mm -hmm. and and I said what I said. Yeah. Like, I ugh, ah, don't even get me started. Um, but that's what kind of led to all this Karen Osborne uh, situation because <laughs> I, was about to say, I was about to say, girl, you said her name wrong. You like right here? Yeah. I, mean. <laughs> I said. <laughs> you said what you said. Yes. The thing that pisses me off about her thing is, like, Paris Morgan wasn't like, "Ooh, I need someone to come to my rescue, like, mm -hmm. speak up on my behalf." Yeah. So, like, this whole situation was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. You felt the need to fix your lips to be like, "Oh, well, he's a friend of mine, and I know him, and I don't know him to have been racist and." I've never heard him say anything racist about Meghan Markle. And we're like, first of all, let me stop you there. You're, you're fucking full of shit. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, it's not even like we're talking about a random person who 
either like isn't in the media or who just has never been. Peter Smoker is known to be a blatant fucking racist. Yeah, he's yeah. So when you're sitting there, it's like a hate mongerer. So mm-hmm. when you're sitting there defending him, then people do have a right to associate you with his ideas and his beliefs because like they're very outright and very blatant. Mm-hmm. So for you to sit there and say, oh, I don't know this to be true of this person means to me that you don't think that what they're saying is wrong. Yeah. So you must think what they're saying is okay. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to say that you never heard them say something or whatever, then say you never heard it, but don't defend them. Yeah. Because if you never heard it, then you don't know if they said it, then don't defend them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. sit your little ass down and shut the fuck up. Because yeah. you very well could have not heard it and they actually did say it and everything everyone is saying is correct. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Again, like just ridiculous, but I just also think that she's full of shit because you cannot sit here and tell me that you have no idea what he's ever said that was racist and and, and just outright just freaking, ah, I can't. Like, I just, she's an idiot because then she also pulled this Karen ass shit where she got upset. Mm-hmm. had the nerve to say I feel like I'm going to be put in an electric chair she really actually used those words Yeah, I feel like I'm going to be put in an electric chair because I'm friends with someone who people are saying is a racist so then that makes me racist too and it's like no that's not what anyone is saying it was to me it was just you go on, but it was just definitely jumping to the victim and going oh my gosh and then had the exactly and it was like no the victim and, and, and I'm right. No and one I was will, even saying that. No one was even saying that. No one was even saying that. Oh, I'm saying it now, though, by the way. I'm very much saying it now. I'm saying it also because of how you reacted to this whole situation. Because then, after that, so then she started cursing and carrying on. I watched mm-hmm. this in real time, okay? Uh, after okay. the fact. I watched this in real time. Okay. So then she started cursing and carrying on. They had to pull the camera all the way away. Mm-hmm. So they they pan to the whole pan the whole like panel of them. You know they're socially distanced. Yeah. So they had to go to a very wide shot, so you couldn't see Sharon's mouth. And mm-hmm. I, because I was like, why did the sound go out for a second? I thought there was something wrong with my TV. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was happening. She was cursing yes. up a storm. So because then I think they told Cheryl cut to commercial. So when Cheryl went to cut to commercial, that's when Sharon was like, give me a fucking break, and they they caught the fuck. Before they could mute it again, mm-hmm. before they could listen to it. And you know how TV is these days. It's like everything's on a slight delay so that yeah. they can catch stuff like that um, from happening because those fines are hefty. Um, and so they, but you got the fuck and they blanked the rest out. And I was like, oh, she was cursing and wowing out. And what uh... I noticed Elaine's body language when she first started wowing, because at first Elaine and Cheryl were trying to like talk to her and trying mm-hmm. to, you know. And then I saw Elaine just sort of like sat back in her chair. Elaine's yeah. body language to me said, oh, you wildin', bitch, I'm done. <laughs> I feel like Elaine's, language, Elaine's body language was like, oh, if you're going there, I'm done with you. We're not mm-hmm. doing this. Like, yeah, because now you're turning this into something that it's not and it didn't have to be. But also, where do you get the fucking nerve and the balls to be this upset right now when we as two black women are talking about racism? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right about yeah. an experience that another black woman was talking about that she had with racism yeah and you have the nerve your karen has to be upset so then when they came back karen uh karen osborne was still mad she was still wowing uh-huh. and then 
because then we're also having she's like i'm 68 years old yeah mm -hmm. and should not, she's like, when I'm not racist, when have I ever been racist? I have, and then she started yelling that. Tell yeah. me, tell me, when have I educated? Yeah, because then I, I, I was trying to find her handle on Twitter so I could be like, at Sharon Osborne, you're racist right now. <laughs> yeah, like, when you're racist right now, I might have tweeted something very similar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, bet you racist right now, sitting here telling these black women that they need to explain this to you and educate her. And then educate. she wasn't listening when they and were trying to educate her. And then <laughs> it hasn't. And then said, "You, everyone, you, you heard what she said." Of course, I only saw the clip. I didn't even know this. Yeah, because if anyone said, should be crying, should it's be me. Crying. You guys attack me. Because then Cheryl was like, "You know, we. I don't want this to come across like we're attacking you." And she was like, "Oh, well, we're already." Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh what? please, Cheryl. Oh please. Yeah. Oh. And, and you know what? Initially, I had I hadn't seen. I just saw the clips. So when I watched it, I was thinking, okay. You know, when because it was clearly she was putting herself when she was like, I'm 68, I can't be racist. And it's like, because you're a 68 white girl, that white woman, usually that's the problem. You're probably going to be racist and, and not even racist <laughs> in the same way, but in, insensitive. And you say, and it's just like, we've seen Sharon Osbourne on the show. I, I would think that she would say things that are off the cusp. I don't think, I didn't necessarily think that she was a racist person, but it was just like, yeah, you would say things that could be insensitive and you could say things that could definitely be told on the line or maybe they outright racist. And I would, I would assume just from watching your program, someone would say to you, hey, Cheryl, this is not cool. And you'd be like, oh, okay, all right. I didn't mean to hurt anyone's feelings. My bad, what's this? Then that's how I thought it would go. But clearly from your outburst, because at first I was looking and I'm thinking, okay, you know what? She's got, she's panicked. I do think what she said in her, her, her 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 Instagram post or her her statement was true. She panicked, and I think she panicked, and then was just like, "Oh my gosh, now racism! I'm going to be accused of racism." And then she went crazy. Unfortunately, Wonderful. it wasn't like let me be worried that I'm going to be called a racist. So let me start saying that. That was the bad thing. It was just like in defending yourself and not calming down. I can understand you panicking. I can understand that in this climate, no one wants to be called racist. But in trying to defend yourself and not trying to hear the state, the the, the responses of your co-host, that made you seem more like a racist person. And. Then, well, you know what's interesting? Something that my husband said. He was like, "It's really funny for a lot of people where it's like being called a racist seems to be so much worse to them than them actually being racist." Yeah, and that yes. was legit. Like what she was doing was like yes. she was so much more upset about being called a racist than actually participating in racism, which is also there's a difference too. And like mm -hmm. you cannot be, you cannot hate black people or hate people of color. But you still participate in racism. Yes, of course. And that's the thing that she needs to understand. She was doing. Mm hmm. And and it's just and it's it. My thing is, and, and this whole thing is just like not. I mean, there's just so much to go in more about Sherrod Osborne. But I think for me, it was just like I'm tired. I think, and I was just I felt guilty about feeling this way because it's like the only way that you know. I, what what struggles have I been through? You know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, we post slavery. You know, there's a lot of things that I haven't had like a difficult life. But it's just like it just, it, of course, pandemic has something to do. But it's just like I'm tired of listening, watch, turning on the television or reading the news about some other celebrity saying something that's out of pocket and 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 just it's just crazy. On one hand, I feel like you know I get them. On the other hand, I feel like I'm tired of this cancel culture. It needs to be a space 
where people can say certain things and they can be educated. Because I do feel like there are some, and and, and, and it's both those kind of battling depending on what the situation is. Because I do think we all in general say out of pocket things, but then it's just like when you say it on a stage, like in the, you know, with the public arena, there isn't any room. And we talked about this for learning. How do we how do we sit you down and we talk about this? How does this become a teachable moment? And I feel like that's what's being lost. There seems like there's so much pandemonium around it when it happens, and it's just like a quick cancel this person, get them out of there, and everyone's going crazy, and it doesn't seem like it's doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like behind not, the scenes, nothing's changing. Anything. It's not doing anything. It's, it's not just doing making anything. People scared to say that exactly, they but they're yes. not changing how they feel or how they exactly. Say and it does. It's not. It's not doing. And, and, and it's all about optics. These networks. These. these they want to just feel. They want to, to 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 placate us and make us feel good. And it's just like really. It's like well, they people... also want ratings. Yes. So they're they're actually very excited when the shit goes left in this way because they know everyone's gonna be talking about it. It doesn't and... make people watch the talk any less. It makes no. them watch yeah. the movie. The people that want to hate her want to see if she's going to say anything stupid tomorrow. And then, you know <laughs> what I mean? And then the people who are like, get him, Karen Osborne, want to support. So it, I'll say this, though. Again, what? I watched it in real time. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about a teachable moment. I felt like I felt like Elaine needed a moment. <laughs> what, so what do you mean? after... <clears throat> Because she fell back from the conversation for a little minute. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl was trying to, you know, talk to, to Sharon and, you know, explain that Sharon was still well and then Cheryl was still trying to talk to her. And I feel like Elaine was kind of like, I'm I'm not I'm not getting involved. Because at one point you could see uh, Cheryl, she said something and she was like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, maybe you 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 could uh, uh, speak to this too, Elaine. But Elaine, say something. Like she, yeah, she didn't. Like, yeah. She, she tagged her in. Because, you know, is as a black person like when you're having that kind of like conversation with somebody and there's another black person in and you're exhausted of it because you're already exhausted of having these conversations and then you're trying to have it with someone that you have to interact with on a, on a regular basis so yeah. you're trying to speak to them in a way that's respectful and respectful of the relationship that you have with them but yeah. you are so done with them in that moment mm-hmm. that you're just like somebody tag in like bitch why you ain't saying nothing yeah. and I feel like a Elaine was like, I'm not doing this. I think she needed a minute. So after she composed herself, I think she was kind of like, okay, I have a job to do. All right. So then she was, she so very eloquently broke it down. And, um, <laughs> what did she say? Cause I didn't see what she said. Did she say any, I didn't see how the segment ended or what she said. Only thing that I saw was that when Shira was talking and then they went to the white woman and she she said something about Piers Morgan and how he had, she brought it back to him, how she was like, he walked up the air and I don't think that was right. It should be, it should have unfolded like how we are here sitting and talking about this issue. And then the clip cut off. So I don't know what happened after that. I didn't hear yeah, anything no, Elaine Elaine, said. Elaine Elaine just kind of, you know, she got her together, like, very eloquently. I felt like Elaine just kind of, you know, like, again, where she's just like, you know, teach me, you know, tell me or whatever. I think she, she very much was able to say, you know, you're asking us to teach you, but you ain't listening. But, mm-hmm. you know, let me just explain to you what this feels like on, on our end when we having this conversation. But... 
and and Sharon kind of calmed down and you know they had another segment it was about nothingness some celebrity something and Lisa Vanderpump was going to be on the show and now you know Lisa Vanderpump not only is she British she's also friends with Sharon Osbourne uh-huh. and this is where I'm like I roll to Sharon because Lisa came on I guess Lisa had sent them all cocktails because everybody knows that's what you know that's her thing yeah and, you know she is a um I think it's like her new venture has something to do with drinks or cocktails or something but she's a restauranteur and she does cocktails that's her thing. So she had sent cocktails to the, the, the cast, so they were already going to have these cocktails. So when Lisa came on, Sharon's like, oh, Lisa, thank God, I, I need you. I need, like, you know, she was basically kind of putting the call out, like, I need another Karen to, to back me up. Uh-huh. You know, because the two blacks are here, and I have no backup. It was that uh-huh. kind of. And you could, and Elaine made a face. <laughs> oh, and then she was like, uh, they were like, thank you for the cocktails. Uh, we, we needed these. They were like, we, we, she was like, we, I think we all needed one of these. Uh-huh. But Elaine made a face when Sharon said that. And because she picked up the same thing I picked up, which yeah. was Sharon was basically saying, oh, thank God, another like white, not just white woman, but a white British woman yeah. who can have my back since I'm feeling outnumbered and ganged up on. And because then Lisa brought it up and she shouldn't have. Somebody should have been like, don't speak about what happened in the earlier segment. Oh, she was God. Like, I didn't see what happened. I heard there was a thing. <laughs> she was like, Sharon, are you good? Like, you know, and it was like, see? Yeah, making her seem more like the victim. About. And like, You're everyone's like, well. this victim shit. You're not a victim in this situation. No one said anything. No one said anything ridiculous to her. And that's the thing that pisses me off the most about it is that she was still trying to, I guess, lay this foundation of like, oh, y'all said something crazy to me. Or y'all. No one did. Mm-hmm. No one did. And I bet you Pierce Morgan didn't give a shit whether or not Sharon Osbourne was fucking speaking up on his behalf. Yeah. He probably was like, wait, what? Something <laughs> happened on what? The talk? What is that? Well, you know, oh, he that's sent your a tweet. Sharon's on? Yeah, I don't watch it. So he <laughs> tweeted or something to the show and said that the talk you know that my my friend has been bullied into an apology oh, yeah, uh, you know concerning me and the talk they sh- they should apologize to me and they should apologize to her and blah 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 blah, exactly. blah blah and you know she's going on this right now that she was up uh, sharing that she was blindsided by the, the the talk the CBS producers and that they didn't tell her that it was going to be something that they were going to talk about, essentially, and then talk about it as long. Well, but then the producers of the talk are just what? like, that's not true. <laughs> but guess what, Sharon? Welcome to being one. I ain't going <laughs> to say it, but I get canceled. You Did you see, um, what was Dave Chappelle's last um, stand-up, the one he did um, in Ohio? Like in oh, the, where they were it was quarantine. Sharon, guess what? We get blindsided by racism all day, every day. So... Mm, sorry, but I don't feel bad for you. How are you blindsided by your friend asking you a question? And then mind you, she was just basically saying, she said something like, you know, I'm just trying to understand how you're defending. Yeah. Um, You know, you're defending him and you, you're you putting it out there that you don't think that he's racist and all this other stuff when, like, the evidence is there. Mm-hmm. And it did, like, she legit could have been like, look, he's my friend, so I'm trying to support him blah 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 you know what I mean like yeah it was like you don't have a good answer for it because you know you played yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> or you're playing yourself but at the end of the day I'm like again it's not always necessarily like how this shit started but it, how you responded and where you took it 
is mm-hmm. what got people hype and off you. Yeah. So it's like that. That's where I understand sometimes with the can like cancel culture is just toxic and ridiculous. Yeah. I don't support it, and I'm not here for it. But I understand if somebody's like, "Yeah, I'm off her like for good," because it it, it wasn't necessarily about you having this understanding or this belief about something because we've all had like fucked up beliefs about things that we were ignorant about or we were raised a certain way and yeah. you know we had to see otherwise. But it was right. You weren't willing to receive it and just know that you don't know everything. Exactly. <laughs> or, or understand the experiences of other people. But let's not forget Kelly Osborne's Donald if Donald Trump sends all the Mexicans out of America, who's gonna clean our toilets? Let's not forget that comment. You know the daughter, so, Kelly Osborne? Yeah, when she uh-huh. said that on the view. And it was just like, yeah. So I find it hard to believe that you don't just deeply believe this fucked up stuff and you don't want to hear anything else. You don't want to know anything else. Um, So, yeah, I'm good with you, Karen Osborne. I'm good with you. I don't need to cancel you. Like, I don't care enough. Like, but because you're not in my, my, any kind of circle around nothing. You know what I mean? I don't watch the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not friends. We don't roll in the same circles. You don't put concerts on that I would buy tickets for. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't put money in your pocket in any way. So I don't have to care enough to cancel you. But I do think that you're a racist. <laughs> I do. I think that she's a racist because I think that she participates in racism and she's not willing to see it for what it is. So instead of being like, damn, in what way am I participating in racism? Wow, I didn't consider that. I didn't know that. Instead, you want to argue that you're not and and bang your feet, stomp your feet and and bang the walls and yell and then play the victim when somebody not even calls you out, but just says, look, this is what this is. Yeah. Eh, Then, yeah. Then you're a racist for me. And she was essentially doing, to your point, she was essentially doing what Piers Morgan was a when um, Sharon when Cheryl was te- when she was asking um, Cheryl, give me tell me something that he said that is racist. And Cheryl was like, was well, not r- really what he said. Is his response to her allegations of mistreatment and 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 things that have been said to her about around racism and the fact that he's not even willing to see that that plays a role. Her being a black woman plays a role mm-hmm. and 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 how she's being treated, which is racism that he's not even willing to see that. And it's, it's kind of her. It's, it's, to me, it's the same thing, that she's not, like you said, she doesn't want to listen to Cheryl or even think, even fathom the fact that, yes, I may have prejudice. Even just go, just we'll lay, just start from the bottom, biases or prejudice. It's just like, you weren't even willing to see, meet her there. The fact that you just jumped all over, and it's just like, come on, sweetie, you a white person living in this world and 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 I, I I think that racism has touched us all in some type of right, way. Right, exactly. But and that's exactly the point. That when you're just not even willing to see, and it's like, but you don't understand why people want to cancel you because when someone was trying to tell you, you weren't willing to see, and then kept screaming to them, "Tell me, teach me." And it's like, yeah. well, we're past that point because I tried to, and this is your reaction. So no. It, and it, again, and, and it's not my job. Yeah, so, it's not my you know, job. And you put the onus on me and I actually took it when I didn't have to. And yeah. then you still weren't willing. So mm-hmm. what more do you want from me than to just be done with you? Yeah. I'm done with you. I don't, I don't need this. 
do you feel like, because we talked about, like we, we were just talking about how when people hear racism, they don't believe it. You know, it was kind of like, oh, an eye roll, this thing again, you know, and I feel like some, all of this that's happening with cancel culture, it's because there isn't, you know, some, not necessarily some good or conversations being had. I feel like it's fueling more people because I feel like some people have woken up and they're just like, oh my gosh, I really need to look into this and empty this, you know, not empty this, look into this and study this. But there are a lot of people who are definitely thinking this is you just, what's the word, crying wolf again. Listen, I've had it hard and, and, and you know, look, look where I've got, look where I've gotten to. I feel like it's kind of making people feel like, uh, you, anyone can cry racism and then you get, it's, it's not a serious thing. It, it's, that's what I worry, not that I worry about it, but I think that's where it seems like because of what we see in so on social media and television and then the media, that's where it's it's going. Do you understand what does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, but like, I don't even think that's where it's going. I think that's it's that's been the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yes, I think decades, that's been the case. And yes, that's how like that's how you can sustain it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, because if you get yeah. enough people that says eh, these people are full of shit, mm-hmm. then that becomes the rhetoric around it. So every single time something happens. And it comes up again. <laughs> I say this all the time when uh, when folks say like, "Why do you guys have to make everything about race?" Meaning like black people. Mm-hmm. Whenever we say something, we feel like something bad is happening, and it's because we're black. And it's like, "Why do y'all make everything about race?" And I'm like, "We didn't make everything about race. Yeah. You made everything about my race. You made it that I wasn't considered a citizen mm-hmm. because I uh, I'm a black person. You made it that I couldn't vote because I am a black person. You made it that I was considered chattel or property because I'm a black person. You can't decide that you want to conveniently just be like, okay, well now it's not, it's not about racism anymore. What you've baked this into our existence for centuries. And now you, you can't just say, okay, well, it's daylight savings. We're turning it around. Yeah. That's not how that works. And so now you, now because it makes you feel uncomfortable when I mention race and I'm bringing it to the forefront that it can't be about race, you made it about race. Yeah. So if you want to undo the making everything about my race, you need to do the work. So it you did centuries and centuries and centuries to black people and our ancestors and everything, then it's going to take that much time to erase it, but you're not doing the work. So don't yeah. expect me to stop talking about it. You haven't started doing the work. And I think that's that's so true. And I think too, on the other end, they need to learn it from their road because it's easy when you're being taught of how, when you hear about how another group is marginalized or disenfranchised, some people are gonna be like, oh, well, well I, I didn't grow up with, with, with either one of my parents. Both my parents passed away and I pulled myself up by my shoe shop. So I came to this country with nothing. And it's just like, oh, listen, then you got to break it down and to explain to them. And some people don't want to hear the word privilege, but it's just like, listen, of course you didn't do this to us. You know, I wasn't a slave, you know, night 2020, I was 2021, geez, I wasn't a slave. <laughs> you weren't a slave owner, but let's talk about it between living, like living in America and being white and being black and how that has, how slavery has affected and shaped all of our lives. You not realizing that all the things that you see and all the things that you hear about are very much catered towards you. How there's only white men in a lot of spaces. How there's only white women in a lot of spaces. Why do you think there aren't a lot of minorities? Do you think we just did this? We just didn't want shit? We didn't want to move up the motherfucking ladder? I think it's just people don't think about things too from 
their own perspective. Like they don't think, and, and essentially what it is is looking at your privilege and, and, and maybe they need to hear another word for privilege to feel comfortable with delving into that. But that's what it is because it's just like, if you, you think that you don't understand how the world is the way it is because of, and how you fit in it too because of your race. They always look at it because, oh, well, Black people can complain about this. Well, think about all the things that you have and that you're born into and why things are the way. It's just... Well, it's currency. It's currency, yeah. That's why when, when you say, well, I didn't have anything, let me stop you right there. Yeah, you did. You had a certain currency that I don't have. So you you definitely started with a little bit more in your pocket. You did not have anything. Maybe you didn't have as much actual Benjamins, dollar bills, papers, right? But you had a certain currency that would allow you to get a better job than I would. And I had an education. Like, stop it. Yeah. I had a currency that you definitely trade in on. I, I just don't understand how, because I don't think people necessarily want to. I do think some people don't see it, but I don't think, like, again, I say, people all over the world, and I just use the word white people, they, like I, I always say, they will know about remote species and Australia and Africa <laughs> everywhere. And they study these things. So it's just like, you can't begin to think, pick up a motherfucking book, go to the library, go on the internet, search about, okay, well, it, it's not. And then they just hear these statistics. Well, black people are more likely to be this. They're from a broken home or they're from this and that. Well, why do you think that is? Look, at the, we know how America was shaped as a country. We know about fucking capitalism. We know about, my thing is look into shit. Most, and I think what it is too, is when I have conversations with, or with white people, and then to with everyone, they don't understand the history. They just think of slavery, and then they think everything. You know, they may know the Rodney King this and the Rodney King that, and it's just like, are you serious? You don't know how black people. And I would say this: like the things, it's just like if you guys would have left us alone, we would have been fine. But you don't think that we tried to build ourselves. You don't see how we tried to build our own communities with the Oklahoma, Tel- Tulsa, and all these oh, things. Uh, we tried to create things for ourselves, and then you came in and destroyed them. So it's just like I don't think a lot of it. What it is to me is that they hear this thing and they get upset about it, and I and, and they don't know the history. It's just like you call yourself an intellectual person. You call yourself so well-educated, but you do not know the history. You don't know your American history. And that's right. what's sad. They don't. That's what's but sad. But that's also, it's, you know, when we talk about all these things that get glossed over in school, like, we don't talk about slavery in the school systems and things like that in the way that it needs to be talked about. Yes. We don't. And it feels so, I think it feels like an abstract idea to people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, yeah, we know it was bad. It's this thing that happened. And it's like, slavery was not bad. Slavery devastated an entire race of people in this country. Mm-hmm. Devastated. Yeah. For centuries. And to have if you ever have the idea in your head that black people should be further along because slavery ended you know x amount of years ago so how is it that you guys haven't been able to do this for yourself and do that for yourself and other ethnic groups have been able to then you really truly clearly do not understand yeah don't understand to what extent slavery was quote unquote bad (laughs) like yeah that like there isn't a word strong enough to describe how bad slavery yeah. really was. If you don't believe me, Karens of the world, <laughs> well, let me explain it to you that in 2021, 
<laughs> you still don't even believe me. I can't even go to the doctor and say, oh, this is happening. This is wrong with my health and get the, the fair treatment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess get sent home like, oh, you know, that's normal at your age. At my age, I'm in my 30s. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, black woman has a freaking heart attack. Oh, she had an entire blockage in her left artery, but the doctor felt didn't do x-rays because black women, they did surveys where um, it's this belief that, you know, black women aren't, there, there isn't actually anything wrong. This is how I did like the strong black woman. Like we don't ache. Like yeah. we don't actually have things physically wrong with us. Um, or if you go to the doctor and you look a certain way, oh, well, they think you don't have insurance or you can't pay. Mm -hmm. um, like studies and things are done about this. Yeah. So these inherent biases and things um, that come along with that. So it affects our lives in so yes. many different ways. I'm talking literally down to our lives, down to mm -hmm. our health. And we're not even going to even broach the subject of the police and, and all of that stuff because that is, is we'd be here all night. So for anybody that is just kind of like, I mean, no, we get it. Like slavery was bad, but like I didn't enslave you. Like Yeah. And and there are black people that and my thing is I I I wanted to be very clear that everyone needs education. It's not like we just born and we was thinking because some black people don't care about this. Oh, We're not a monolith. So my thing is this is me educating my I didn't know about Tulsa until like two, three years ago. So it's just like you learn things as you grow. It's just like and, you learn that everyone needs to because I didn't learn about it in school. Yeah, I had to educate myself. So my thing is everyone needs to do that. But my thing is what's different is that to me, what I feel like is that a lot of white people who I've come in a circle with, it's just like, you've heard of racism before. And I always say, you've heard of racism before. You've heard that this group of people have been talking about this. And you, without even looking into it, without thinking like as another hum as a human being, that these groups of people have been saying this and pushing this word around and complaining about this, you just decided I'm offended or you know what? They need to do better. You didn't do any motherfucking research. That's <laughs> That that to me is what most people do because then they then they say like Sharon educate me educate me it's like bitch this ain't the first time Go you heard educate of this. seventy years old so you never thought as an you talk about how much you care about people that you never thought to do your own research and to go and to mm -hmm. delve into that because these people are talking they're hurting that they're dying that their livelihoods are at stake. But you wanted that you just said, you know what? They crazy. Racism don't exist. I treat everybody the same. I don't see color. Do you know how much how much I have heard that? And then I, every time I see it, I go, this motherfucker ain't done no no. He's not, he don't care. They don't care because you don't have to. That's what boggles my mind. And I and I've had this with. I, I swear, I just, just like I don't have a lot of white friends, but I've had this with so many people. And that to me is what I see: the fact that you don't care enough. Is not new to you, and I'm like, I just, I just don't see it. I, I, I can't understand. I just see everyone, and I treat everyone so kind. Bitch, you know, you extra serious? crazy about that though is like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, do you, do you run the the world? <laughs> because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If someone was to say to me, oh, racism doesn't exist. I treat people this way and I do this and I do that. I'd be like, what the fuck does that have to do with racism? Yeah. I'm sorry. Are you the head of racism? Mm -hmm. I didn't realize because you are one 
fucking person. You are a drop in the bucket yes. compared to how many people live on this goddamn earth. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what you see. So wait, so if you don't see something that doesn't exist, so wait, so if someone said that there was a coup happening right now in India, it's not happening because you are here in America and don't see it? Shut up. You sound crazy. <laughs> like that just sounds like like you sound like an idiot. Yeah. Like and, and you can't be an educated person or call yourself an educated person saying something doesn't exist because you don't see it or you don't know of it. Yeah. Like you you better be joking if that comes out of your mouth. Yeah. Because that's insane. It's insane. It's insane. And I and told there was you a, racism was a mental health issue. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I was listening. There was, I think it was Toni Morrison, and she was talking, saying the same thing. Essentially, it's a mental health issue, and she's just like, it doesn't make any sense. She and I wish I had the exact words. And she was like, a person. She was like, to say that and to believe that it's just based. I, I have to send the clip to you. I wish I had the words, but it, it was a woman on Pierce more than this British sort of. I actually don't celebrity or socialite or whatever she was saying, and I don't know what her credential. I don't know the woman's credentials. I will say this on with Piers Morgan. And um, one of the things that she said was kind of interesting, which is kind of funny. And she said, Pierce, she said, you know, Pierce, she said, it's funny how you and basically everyone else, what she wanted to say was white people, but everyone else, and not just everyone else, not just white people sometimes, let's be real. But she was like, everyone, she's like, they, you feel like you can tell us what is racism. And you feel like you have a say on what is racism and what is discrimination. She's like, just, she's like, listen, you can have your opinions about anything else, animal rights, anything, you know, <laughs> anything in the world. But leave the racism to us. Why don't you leave us defining what is to just us? That one and, thing. And, 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 you know, it was funny. It doesn't, you know, to me, I thought it was funny because I think that there's definitely some truth in that. There is, de- they hear it and they go, no. And it's just like, how do you know? You don't even know what it is. Let's be real. You really don't know what that is, do you? You don't know how that plays into you. You hear the word and you probably looked it up in Webster's motherfucking dictionary and you know what that is and you think, that's not me. That's, that's not what I see. That to me, Shawa, when I tell you, it's so me. I've had this conversation with people who are 20 years older than me, people who are my age, people who are in the middle, and they all, they, I, I just... I can't believe it. I don't see this. Not race. That's not what racism is. Let me tell you what the definite. I don't motherfucking care what the def. If you don't, and me telling you it's more to it than that, and then also you, I'm not having. And I will just end this with saying I cannot. I'm like going all over the place. I decided that I cannot have this conversation with someone else about racism if they have not tried to educate themselves because I can't do it. If you haven't read a book, if you don't know anyone of a black person intimately in a way that you shouldn't have had those conversations, then what the fuck you doing here? Why the fuck you bring, because you only come <laughs> from a place of defense. I, to, I, just, I, I get so mad. I get so mad. Because <laughs> I've had those conversations. We, we both have been working <laughs> I know, girl. Listen, we got to stop. You I, Because it's the goal. That's it's the, the thing, uh, you know, for me. Yes. It's the goal Say it, it's the goal. Yes. to fix their lips, to tell someone that for me with 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 Karen Osborne it was the don't you try to even cry yeah that was I mean I, I already was like she's crazy but she went all the way over the line when she said that then not only did you try to um you tried to you know turn uh make yourself the victim and weaponize that but then you also tried to police how this woman should feel mm-hmm. about the conversation that was being had. Yes. And you don't even see that as racist behavior. 
Like, <laughs> then you're not to police her feelings about it. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? And then again, it's that flexing of the muscle. It's the I'm in charge here. Mm-hmm. I'm always in charge here. Don't you ever forget that. You guys work for me. Yeah. And That's I think there was a little bit of that, definitely, because I think I don't. You said Elaine. I think because I didn't see it, but maybe that was her. Oh no, this woman lost her mind. But also, right. you know what? Yes. I don't know her this well. I'm new to the show. She's a you know she might have no. some, some leverage that I don't have. I don't think so. I okay. think Elaine's I, Elaine's language to me said, "Oh, I'm not doing this." <laughs> Elaine's, <laughs> Elaine's language to me was like, "If she because and I feel her too because if we're having a conversation about racism." You as a white person, you're sitting there yelling, educate me, tell me how I've been racist, and then you start cussing and getting crazy. You out your damn mind. I don't know yeah. who you think you're talking to. The mm-hmm. conversation is very much over to me. If you want to have a conversation, woman to woman, like grown women, then we can do that. But if you're going to be screaming and cussing, we're done here. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I do not work for you. And if even if I did, even the people who I work for do not speak to me like that. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. Girl, it's just, I just, I think I need a, and I know that there's so many things going on. And it's like, I'm not marching. Like, I'm just, I, listen, I'm going to speak about you. I'm speaking where I am right now. I can't think about where people were six deep. Lots of people fought and died for us to have some of the things that we have. But I know that it's just, I just feel like I'm just, I just, I'm tired of hearing about it. I just really mm-hmm. am. And it's just like, it, and, 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 and like you say, people are like, I'm tired of hearing racism. It's like how we feel, you know, knowing that this affects us and knowing that it is just like, I feel like I'm reaching my saturation point. I want to go to a place and like not hear that noise. I, I want to hear good things. I want to be surrounded by positivity. And I know maybe this is what needs to happen in order for there to be some change. But I'm just like, it just seems like, like I said, there's so much shit happening and nothing's changing. There's so many, so much of this. And then too, what we were talking about um, last week about, and this is kind of a tangent, but like, you know, there, there are no, um, the people who vote for the Golden Globes, like there are no black people. It's like 87 <laughs> of them. I don't even know who, how that got out. But my thing is Black Lives Matter happened like a year or two ago. They saw that on the horizon. Y'all didn't think to do some quick elections and get some people? <laughs> That's funny Maybe they thought they would slip under the radar. <laughs> That's funny to me. Like, did no one think that they, where was their PR? Like, did no one think we should just get someone in here before we found out? We got a couple of months, a Listen, year or they so. Listen, they should have pulled the Dr. Seuss and got ahead of it. Got from <laughs> yeah. it. It's like, exactly. let's, let's just self-regulate or we're going to get dragged for this. But we'll be praised for this if we just we know this shit is racist, guys. Let's just go ahead and just, let's just call it pulling books off the shelf. Lord <laughs> have mercy. Yeah, it's just. Should you know, the Dr. Seuss. I just, you know, I, I've heard about that, but we don't have no time to get into that. But it's just, We do not have the time yeah. to get into <laughs> We don't. We don't. Listen, I feel like it's like um, that episode of Drag Race with Alaska. And she was like, you know, I would have liked some better shoes. And she's like, me too, girl. That's how we feel. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, could we stop? I wish y'all would stop talking about racism. Me too, girl. Yes, yes. <laughs> but racism has to stop happening. And then Mm-mm. we can stop talking about it. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, and so, you know, I've heard a lot of people say this, though, that, you know, people talk about reverse racism. And they're like, you know what? The easiest way to stop reverse racism is to just stop racism. Yeah. <laughs> 
was just yeah. like, well, you know, we're sick of even having this conversation about how reverse racism is not a real thing. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know what? If any white people are concerned with like reverse racism and how to stop it, stop racism. And then we thank you. Reverse racism. Thank <laughs> you. What is the bigger issue when they throw that up because they feel they feel offended and attacked? It's like, well, it's not. First a thing. Like, it's you not outnumber us, not a thing. And then you outnumber us. The bigger thing, like you said, is racism. So stop that first. That's the motherfucking umbrella. If you stop that, then we won't have these issues of your quote-unquote reverse racism. Get the hell out of here. They be so mad. Well, you say this about, oh, my gosh, girl, really? It, it, the, I, I, you think that we have the type of capital and the type of power to affect your life in the way that you affect ours? It's just, I, to me, it boggles my mind. And, and Black people have been, I don't care if another white person, Black people have been nice and kind and gracious to, to people when they are looked down upon and considered less than, we still smile. We still nice. We still happy and going to work and still good ass motherfucking people. So don't tell, I, I just. Somebody is. It. Somebody is. Go off. It's a Tuesday. Go off. Go off set. Yes. 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 Okay. We are back to recording on Tuesday today. Um, <laughs> it's sad that racism could be considered an evergreen topic, isn't it? Oh, man. Or like how many episodes we have talking about this and we'll never run out of like ideas. We'll wow. Oh. Wow. I, was like, I hate to laugh about it, but. It is a little bit funny in the yeah. sense that, like, yup, this is my existence. You know, I can laugh about it because I'm a black woman. And, mm-hmm. and, oh, there's your siren. Yes, there's and, my and siren. We almost got through an entire episode without one. We did. We well, did. Um, <laughs> it, it was. It went off just at the the best time too, as I'm talking about um, us laughing about racism. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, it it should be funny because it's so ridiculous. Yes, it's so fucking un- and utterly ridiculous. The problem is, it's not just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it is dangerous. It's very um, dangerous. At the at, at you know, just I mean, that's that's an understatement of of a century is it is the most dangerous thing I think happening in this country and like I was listening to Dan Lebatard today and um they were talking about this the George Floyd settlement Mm -hmm. um was it 28 million dollars or whatever um you know and just this idea of like in some people's mind, it's like, oh my God, $28 million. And it's like, ask anybody that's ever lost someone close to them and they would trade in that money. Yeah. Every dime of it to have their loved one's life back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's, and, and, and then also too, it's like also the value that we now place on, on lives. Mm-hmm. Right. So what they end up settling on in these different cases you know, oh, this will be $15 million. This will be $28 million. Um, but I was just saying to my husband, like, you know, the fact that this, it, it was filmed and then everyone saw it mm-hmm. is what gave it that value because I don't think anything would have been done. Well, I mean, I know nothing would have been done in this case had it not been for the public outcry yeah. about the injustice. Um, and it's just sad, I said, because there's so many people out there that died um, at the hands of the police that had the same fate and nothing has been done about it. So yeah. outside of just the money, 
like just that no one even acknowledged that this wrong was done to them mm-hmm. and how are their family's supposed to feel. Yeah. Fucked up. Yeah, girl. Should we end it there? Oh, yeah, that was end. sad. That was, oh, Lord. Let's end, let's end it there. <laughs> a bunch of Xanax. Jeez. Yes. Like, yeah. black episode of Black Hipster. <laughs> I say that. I mean, very trepidation. Uh, rate us and subscribe. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. We are where you get your podcasts. Um, <laughs> you can also follow us on Instagram at Black Hipster Podcast at Gmail. Oh, no, that's not in- actually, yeah, email us. You can email yeah. us at Black Hipster Podcast at gmail.com. But mm-hmm. you can follow us on Instagram too. That's just at Black Hipster Podcast. Yes, um, you can follow me at the Shawa Evans. That's T H E E Shawa Evans. And where you at, boo? Standrick Wiggins, darling. Boom. Easy. No easy. Just easy. <laughs> What does peasy mean? I don't even know what it is. Child, I had to have that conversation with somebody too. <laughs> I was like, I'll take it out. Um, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. And I was, you know, we don't think about a lot of these like cliches and little sayings and isms and things. Um, they've become such a part of, you know, our everyday language and we don't know sometimes where they come from. And oh, then we God. find out they then came from some damn like antebellum yeah. south. Like like even, you know, picnic in mm-hmm. <laughs> certain birds. Or even it was like the ice cream truck song. Yeah. They had to change the music because it was this racist tune. And I'm like, it's nuts. You talking about you don't know about racism. It has seeped so far into our the fabric of our being that yeah, we say things as black people don't even realize it came from racist beginnings. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Very anyway, very not crazy. to go backwards. We were ending the show. Let me go ahead. Yes. I'm about to I'm about to actually go get me some Xanax and chill. Just need something to cope. Um, but I will pour myself a glass of red wine too. It is yes, yes. Until next week um and i think we're back recording on the weekend so yeah but we'll see you guys new episodes every wednesday Mm, bye bye